Hello there, it's Jamila Jamel. Take a deep breath. Let your breath out slowly to the count of six. One, two, three, four, five, six. Do you feel better? Well, on my podcast, I Weigh, this month we'll be exploring ways to tackle mental health and feel better with guests like Simon Sinek from The Optimism Company, therapist Vienna Farron, comedian Neil Brennan, and many more. Listen to I Weigh wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to Help Me Be Me. I'm your host, Sarah Mae Bates. I'm a writer, director, mom, and a breakup coach with an MAMFT. And this podcast is kind of like a personal relationship in that I talk to you like you're my friend. I provide tools to help you feel more grounded, empowered, inspired, and most of all, help you see yourself. This is aimed at creating more harmony and happiness in the relationship you have with you, so you can better guide your life and also be better to those you love. Take what helps and leave the rest. This is not a diagnosis for treatment. If you're really struggling, call your local emergency services. Hi friends, this is an episode I'm calling Finding the Joy. And by that I mean just creating meaning in your life. I'm writing it because I cannot tell you how many people I've spoken to in the last six months who have had their very first panic attack and who feel overwhelmed or feel numb or just feel uh, kind of dread, like a baseline of dread. And I think that because there's this pervasive feeling of lack of meaning or feeling of drowning, I I don't know, I think it's a lot of post-COVID effects, like not being able to feel safe in a job or feeling kind of flooded with anxiety and pushing yourself really hard in an endless fashion. I think that all contributes to it, like a feeling of I'm disposable, I don't know how to um, feel safe. But outside of that, I think we also have just a very, what I would call, work-centric culture, especially here in the U.S. And I think a lot of people are, they believe they are supposed to permanently continue to chase and build and work all the time. Like that that is supposed to be life. And that that will always come first and should always come first. And like everything else goes in between that and comes at a much lower priority. And while I do think that, you know, if you are the breadwinner in your household and you care for young children, that might be just the reality of it. Like, yeah, I got to fucking hustle all the time because I have to feed my kids. Like, I get that. But outside of pure necessity, I think there's this kind of embedded belief system of like, That is the most important thing is to strive and to professionally pursue and be relentless and never stop. And maybe that's not true. Maybe that's not the way it has to be. And I think a lot of us just don't even question that, you know, like if you in your mind think of like, oh, I could meet up with friends to have lunch in the middle of the day. Would is that type of thing like anxiety provoking does it make you feel like oh shoot I have to get back to work I should be at work I should be is there that kind of like just inherent instinct in your body if that rings true for you which it does for me my question to you is just to ask to question whether or not that needs to be true like is it necessary maybe it isn't necessary maybe it's self-imposed or perpetuated by 
culture, but also some part of us is taking it on and making it more true just in our unconscious leanings. So what if this were a totally fluid concept that we can loosen in areas so our life could be two to five degrees more balanced or our energy and our focus and our feeling in our body was two to five percent just more calm, safe, relaxed, not frantic, not expecting the worst, not feeling like I have to catch up, I have to perform, I have to show I'm trying really hard. All of that energy is what I'm questioning. And I feel like we are constantly work first. You know, culturally, I think the norm is to be work first. So what if you could design and choose what your life was supposed to look like? And what if it was meant to be spacious and chill I'm not saying it should be but I'm asking you to ask yourself what your ideal structure and ratio of life actually is because we are constantly lamenting what we didn't do the thing we failed at how we fucked up this one thing in our life because we are chasing some particular outcome and there's the outcome we're chasing is is a concept it's an idea but that thing doesn't necessarily translate to us feeling satisfied, happy, satiated, rewarded, all of those things that mean we live a good life. And I think a lot of us don't even really consider ourselves, our personalities, when we think about our ideal structure or ratio in life. I think that's because we are constantly uh, looking at the cost of what what it is we have, like in terms of the cost of enjoyment, the cost of emotional and physical well-being in the present and how it has to take away from an edge. Like I can't, I can't stop overworking. I can't, I can't stop overscheduling. I have to be competitive. I have to be at this level. And And when we have that story about our life and about the things in our life and about what it has to be, it's like you can't break out of it. You can't relax. You can't slow down because it feels uncomfortable. It feels scary. Like I don't know if you've ever had that experience where you're sick and you have to be on the couch all day and you're like, "Ah, I'm I'm so anxious. I should be doing like there's this like unsettled. I'm losing right now. I'm losing and I'm people are mad at me. Like that feeling in your body, if you can relate to that at all, this is like a framework I'm asking us to just like take off of ourselves for a second and just examine it as optional and or fluid, something we can relax and alter and nothing changes about your life outside of that. It's just the perspective. It's just the energy and the unconscious belief that can be loosened and then nothing else changes except your experience of your life gets much more balanced, happy, calm. I think so much of our ability to enjoy and live a rich life really just comes down to that frame, like how we interpret the ingredients of what is and what is our life and what our actual limits in that life truly are. Because like, I don't know how to explain this, but you can get on a hamster wheel of 
fucking crushing it and like doing it and go, doing all the things. I'm checking all the boxes so well. And you keep checking the boxes and you feel kind of high from checking all the boxes. And then like two years goes by and you're like, wait a minute, what? What did I do last year? Did I like it? <laughs> what did, did I have any fun time? I, I can't actually remember. And that's not good. It's not like a, I think at the end of that life, you'll be like, fuck, I really should have thought more about whether or not I liked the hamster wheel and like if I really wanted to be on a hamster wheel all the time. Maybe I don't, ha- I don't have to be on the hamster wheel all the time. You can actually have a, a life where a bunch of it is spent outside having casual conversations and laughing and I mean, it's whatever you want it to be. I don't think we ever consider that fact. At least here in the U.S., we never consider the fact like it can be what you want it to be. It doesn't have to be what somebody else wants it to be. It can be what you want it to be, you know. A lot of other cultures have a much more balanced or holistic approach to what should be in a day. And I think a lot of people in the U.S., we see that and we're like, wait, you can do that? You can live a life like that? I didn't know you were allowed to do that. So I would invite you in this episode to ask yourself uh, whether or not your life is designed around what will make you happiest and the most thriving in your experience of it. You know, I this is an example from my past. I had a job that was really, really stressful for me and I muscled through it and it grew me a lot, but I was stressed every day for like many years. And that was me not listening to what was true. The truth that I didn't enjoy that job. I didn't enjoy designing for a living. It was so fucking scary to me. So for you at this moment, are you drinking the right Kool-Aid? Like are you practicing the right thoughts? And if not, is there something that's true for you that you're ignoring? You know, if if your day in your life is like, I feel overwhelmed I feel stressed, I feel unhappy, I feel scared. I feel like I'm constantly catching up. Take a chemistry check of yourself and your life. Is there something I'm not listening to that's true? What's the truth? I just, I'm not saying change anything in your life. Don't freak out. I'm not saying like, quit your job. Just saying like, acknowledge, I don't like this. I don't, this doesn't feel like a good thing for me. This doesn't feel like a good fit for me. Just call it out. So you can see, like, I think of it as the clay. You're pulling out the clay, the material to work with. And that's when things can happen. Like you can, a lot of the time, it's just about hearing yourself. And the relief that comes from hearing yourself is just like, you can move through your life in a totally different way. It's like a whole weight, like a zit gets popped. It's like, oh, thank God you just heard me. Finally, I don't have to keep, stuffing this truth away because then you're just now I'm working on it it's in front of me I'm working on it and I think whatever thoughts are repeating in your head if they're feelings of panic if they're feelings of overwhelm of like dread I want you to consider that as your clay and know that whatever you are practicing thinking is very much creating your interpretation of everything in your life. Like we have to have the right rumination. 
because that's what creates our outlook and that creates the our opinion of all the things in our life. So I think when it's super, super easy to fall into a slightly negative or victim perspective narrative of rumination that changes everything in our life toward it just skews us toward a negative set of circumstances versus a positive one we start to feel like this we take on this identity of like well I guess I'm gonna have to handle everything now or it's just gonna be the same I'm gonna be doing all the work I'm just like (laughs) throwing out an example but let's say that's your rumination oh there we go again me doing everything that starts to be your unconscious identity that spoils all of these other experiences that are not necessarily that. Suddenly you're at like a picnic having a you know big party and you're like, I guess I'm the one that's got to clean everything up here. It's like that's all of a sudden you're coloring everything in with that thinking. So I'm inviting you to call out whatever the rumination is and know that that is in many situations totally fluid and optional. I was just recently talking to a person who was very depressed and they asked me how people with nothing in their life, nothing meaning no stuff, no money, no accomplishments, how they make their life worth living. And my response to that was it has nothing to do with the content of your life because a lot of people have everything, all the stuff, all the money, all the accomplishments, and they still want to die. And I think that what matters in terms of life being meaningful and happy is you have things in your life that you invest in that are, that have value to you, that bring you happiness and satisfaction and have meaning for you. That is the key factor. And I will say this, yes, absolutely, if you are, there are things that will exacerbate your suffering, like if you have economic or cultural disadvantages uh then if you have like biases that are working against you there you're gonna suffer much more difficult and depressive circumstances like incarceration debt lack of mental health resources you are vulnerable to all the harshest everything because of lack of resources which creates more exposure to trauma the list goes on and on but outside of just the actual content of your life and the advantages or disadvantages that exacerbate exacerbate certain factors Life being worth living comes down to what has meaning in your life and where you are placing your focus, your time, your heart, and what what are you doing today, every day that means something to you? Like what matters to you? Do you get to do that every day? And if you don't, like you need to rearrange some stuff and make space for that. Even if it's 10 minutes, we need to have space for that. Because whatever that thing is, the more you can put time into it, the more you can invest in it, the more love and value feeds directly back into you. It's like your life force. It's like your bank for happiness and satisfaction. And that might feel totally obvious, like a total no-duh, like, yeah, I mean, obviously that's the goal. But I think it's easy to forget that. I think it's easy to just get back on the hamster wheel and just start doing all the stuff and checking all the boxes because like it's a very kind of you know it's like a high it's it feels like because we're shut off because it's automatic it feels kind of like you know relief 
in many ways to just check boxes. It just, because we were unconscious. And so you don't have to, there's no risk. There's no threat. There's no uh, danger. It's just like, I'm on a little hamster wheel. I don't have to think about or question my life in any shape or form. And it's kind of like scrolling. It's like machine mode, being in machine mode in your whole life. So I just want to pause and ask you to consider, are there things in your life and your days throughout the week where you spend time on things that have meaning for you? And I guess a backup question to that, what has meaning for you in your life? What is a true source of love and purpose? And follow-up question, do you have a thing or many things that you are doing on a regular basis that touch upon that or those things? Like, do those things get priority in your life? Do you make them important? Or are other things in your life eating their slice of the pie away? Like, if your whole day is a pie, is that getting eaten away by all the other shit? And I I think this is a good exercise. It's a simple little exercise to apply to your day. Am I doing things that bring meaning to my life and my person? Is that a piece of pie out of the day? Let's say it's like an hour out of the day. Are you doing it for an hour out of the day? Why not? I mean, you are allowed to choose to do that and make that important. It's like, I think we have this constant perspective of like, well, I can't, but everybody else wants me to do all this other stuff. It's your life. We are constantly being controlled and our focus is our greatest resource, asset, commodity, because everybody wants it. And we are constantly having it stolen by things. And I mean, you know, apps, work, everything, culture, media, everybody wants your focus. And so that this is really about starting to take it back and get conscious, get conscious in how we design the meat and potatoes of our life. A big, big, big caveat before I go on, a side note more than anything. If you are a person who is doing all the right things, you're curating all the right meaningful activities, you're in good health, you're exercising every day, you're also sleeping, um, and you're still like extremely unhappy and unable to feel meaning in your life or hope, I would say the check engine light is on and it's, I would look into um, a possible hormone therapy or ketamine therapy. And I say that based on several different clients who have had major success. Clients and also peers um, who have had very high success rates with both of those things. I think when we have really dysfunctional thought loops and everything we do is not even making a dent in the current of that depressive rumination, I think it's a really helpful thing to try to look into hormones and or um, treatment that's that blocks that. Because I mean, hormones create the world. It it colors reality in like such a dramatic way. It's a different world when your hormones are a different thing. So I invite you to look into those two things. And um, with that caveat, this episode is all tools and they are for refocusing the time in your life around things that are meaningful and also um, creating some meaning if you're feeling numb 
or like you're on that hamster treadmill. And I want you to just picture yourself as like, we are all these beams of light. And the goal is for the layers and the clutter in your life to be removed from that beam. And sometimes we just need to unclog the filter, you know, scrape it out (laughs) and really allow that to shine. And in my opinion, a lot of the time is just like culling back what's taking focus and what's maybe not as important that you have suddenly taken on. So it's like, you know, we're just trimming the stuff that got kind of attached to our focus that doesn't deserve it. Because like we don't have infinite time. We don't have multiple selves. You have one and you really got to be precious about where you put that time and focused focus. And I think my goal for you is to give yourself the gift of a new and humane set of priorities and and one in which you are the focus and you are the hero. So with that, here are some tools and exercises for curating the right set of circumstances in your life. But first, a brief word from our sponsors. Blueland is on a mission to eliminate single-use plastic by reinventing cleaning essentials. And I love it. Blueland is like a series of products that I wish I invented because I'm like, they're beautiful, but they're also, it's like the way I want to buy stuff. They're basically refillable, reusable bottles. And you drop in these tablets, you wait for them to dissolve in water, and you never have to grab bulky cleaning supplies on your grocery run. The refills start at just $2.25, and you can even set up a subscription or buy in bulk for additional savings. From cleaning sprays to hand soap, toilet bowl cleaner, laundry tablets, they're all products that are made with clean ingredients, and you can feel great about that and they're beautiful I mean the packaging is really nice they look good on a shelf and they smell great like the actual scents are I mean they're very fresh and modern I would say blue land is also trusted in over 1 million homes including mine I like that they are effective cleaners I also like that they are beautifully packaged and they smell nice and they're affordable blue land has a special offer for listeners Right now, get 15% off your first order by going to blueland.com slash helpmebeme. You won't want to miss this. Blueland.com slash helpmebeme for 15% off. That's blueland.com slash helpmebeme to get 15% off. This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. I think a lot of people think that relationships should be easy and that no one should fight, and they should all just fall together, and that you'll figure it out on your own. Well, I would say relationships take work, and I think it takes work from both people to put in the work to make them great. Therapy is a place to work through challenges in all relationships, whether that's with friends, with work, with your spouse, or your kids, anyone. I know I talk about it all the time, but I love therapy. I'm a huge fan of therapy. I'm a fan of individual therapy, but also couples therapy, family therapy. All of it is just a forum. It's a safe container to work through all of the issues that are presenting themselves and have somebody that can really guide that 
and make it safe for all of that to come forth. I think especially with uh, couples, you know, it's, it's a helpful space to be able to talk about issues if you have a therapist because they can be a bounce board that keeps people on track. You know, it helps you both be the most productive. If you are thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online. It's convenient, flexible, suited to your schedule. You just fill out a brief questionnaire and then you get matched with a licensed therapist and you can switch anytime for no additional charge. Become your own soulmate, whether you're looking for one or not. Visit betterhelp.com slash helpmebeme today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com slash helpmebeme. I think being a skeptic can be a good thing because, you know, often it protects you from making bad decisions. So if you hear something that's too good to be true, you know, you'll read the label and you'll do your homework. And Ritual knows that every good skeptic deserves a multivitamin that exceeds your standards. They have a clinically backed Essential for Women 18 Plus multivitamin. It's high quality, traceable ingredients in clean, bioavailable forms. I use Ritual every day. I love the way it looks. I know that shouldn't matter, but it actually has um, all of the things I want in a multivitamin. It doesn't give me any kind of nausea or any stomach ache, and the research is there. It is a clinically backed multivitamin for women 18 plus with nine key nutrients in two delayed release capsules per day that optimize your body's absorption. It also has a minty essence in every bottle, which makes it actually enjoyable to take. No more shady business. Ritual's Essential for Women 18 Plus is a multivitamin you can actually trust. Get 20% off your first month for a limited time at ritual.com slash me. Start Ritual or add Essential for Women 18 Plus to your subscription today. That's ritual.com slash me for 20% off. Here we go. The tools. All right. The first one is called the I have to experiment. I think a lot of us get into a weird Tracy Flick. I don't know if you've seen election. Some sort of like energy from like our sixth grade selves, the tryhards, where we feel like we have to do it with work related things mostly or with social things also. But we have this like unconscious belief that we have to do the thing. Otherwise, people are going to be disappointed or it's going to be all ruined. It's like a perfectionist kind of belief. But that costs us a whole lot of time that actually would be better spent on us making the space for our own creativity or spirit to feel at home and invent newness in our life. And, or be bored, just be bored, but it needs to be for us. Like I'm, I'm inviting you to not have all of your time scheduled and not have it all booked into stuff. Cause that is like the life that is automated and, and it's not dictated by us and our, our truest wants. So if you are a person who takes on things, a lot of things, the stuff that you're like, I'll do it. Or you're assigned lots of things. And the exercise is really just to question throughout your day, throughout all the things you're supposed to do. Do I have to though? Is it really necessary or can this be skipped? 
are people going to be mad? Do I have to be there? Or can this be, no, can this be just time for me? And you will find, if I want you to go overboard with this at the beginning, you will find that like your energy might say like, huh, but I can't, but I can't, but I can't. But then in reality, when you look at the outcome, nothing bad happened. Nothing was sacrificed. Nobody's mad. Nothing fell apart. So this is about teaching ourselves out of that energy of over-muscling, over-promising, over-committing. Just slowly relaxing the belly and the gut into a feeling of safety and like, oh, I don't have to do this, huh? And do it as much as you possibly can. Like really what we're trying to do here is get back the resource of spaciousness, of room, of relaxation, of moving through life like you're a little bird on the beach, just wandering around, pecking at things, flirting your wings now and again, maybe going for a little swim, like that kind of life, that kind of speed of life. That's my first tool. Second tool, designing the literal world. <laughs> this is a journal exercise. Um, I, I, wanna th I want you to think of yourself as you are co-creating yourself and you are co-creating the world you experience by what you do and what you make in your life. So what you create is what makes up the confetti cake that is your life. And I just want you to take stock of that. Like the, the journal exercise is just to list out what things you are creating in a physical sense with your time and energy. And, and really just reframe that as whatever I am creating in a physical sense with my time and energy is actually quite literally you. This is like your internal self manifesting in physical form in the world. And I want you to just, just be able to, first of all, own that, celebrate it, and then also see if there are things that are not realized yet that you would like to realize. So what is the beauty you dream of manifesting in this world? Like what's the beauty you dream of manifesting in this world? And I just want you to ruminate on that. Like I think this is a way we actually inform and demonstrate to ourselves where our heart is. Like this is who I am. I show you the person I am. I perform this inner truth outwardly for you. For this is my dance for the world. And so this is like, it's kind of a fun exercise, but it'll also be, I think, informative because it'll show you what you are doing already effectively. And it'll also show you like where your heart is. And if nothing is coming up for you, like if you're, if you're starting to write and you're like, I don't have any then we're going to add some. We're, this is really just an invitation to see where that trend is going and to try and make it stronger, make it louder, perpetuate more of it. We all have to start somewhere. So let's just list them out. I am creating a healthy, supportive, consistent home for my kids. That is something that is me. That is who I am. That is my material. I am creating a show that is full of heart, and hilarity. That is me. That's who I am. So these are just mine, but I want you to write your own. I am creating mental health content from my heart and my soul for hundreds of thousands of strangers in the world. And that creates healing in me that brings purpose and joy. I am 
creating. <laughs> and now you go. <laughs> All right, that's the next tool. And if you have things on your list that come to mind that you're like, oh, I really want to do blank. This is your call to action. Like this is just an invitation to bring those things up in rank in your day. And we're going to add importance and effort to making those more present in your life and in your year. All right, next tool, expect the opposite. I put this in so many, but I think it's really, really, really helpful. So never, ever underestimate the energy of your expectations and what else ricochets off of those in your day. So this is my mantra or just my reminder I guess for you guys is to come back to this energy of trust that's it in your body throughout your day I think when we're in the state of like anxiety and danger and expecting the worst we create that in how other people respond to us and we create it in what we almost will to come forth but also in what we kind of code in our interactions with people it's like if some somebody comes at you hot you know and they have like nervous energy you have nervous energy it's like it is creating it in in the world so this tool is really just for anyone who is strongly affected by let's say another person in your life who is depressed or dysfunctional or a situation in your life that is stressful and dysfunctional because all it takes is one factor to alter your stress and your quality of life dramatically. It takes one toxic person, one toxic element can change everything. And when that happens, what happens is we start to live in expectation of the worst. Like we live in that heightened defensive state. So this tool is really just a reminder to not throw the baby out with the bathwater, meaning your life might be completely awesome and peaceful, except for that one factor. And so we have to take our survival and our mental health seriously, but also not take everything onto ourselves or see ourselves as the cause of external dysfunction and toxicity. So I know that's a lot of different elements that I'm bringing up in one tool. The goal is, let's say you have a really dysfunctional situation, dysfunctional person, in your body, in your energy, you're going to be living in that heightened defensive state. Remember constantly, regardless of that person, come back into trust and safety in your body. I can always have trust and safety in my body. And in doing so, I alter the outcome of everything outside of myself. That's the exercise. Whenever I get into that constant fear, anticipation, safety state, come back into trust and safety. Maybe I have no idea what will happen. Expect the opposite. All right. Related tool, next tool, never prime. So this is just a gentle reminder. It's it's really important to not prime the room. And by that I mean when we come in with expectations, when we walk into a situation with expectations or um an opinion of what will be, it creates the opinions of others. It, it some way, in some ways tells other people where they should be going with a conversation. So 
if you are having uh, worry or dread about something in your future, if you are worried about a, a relationship in your life currently, you're worried about a fight you're going to have with somebody, if you're fearing somebody else is mad at you, you've disappointed somebody, whatever it is, gentle reminder, never prime the room. Know the importance of your energy and I'm not asking you to change your opinion to the opposite. I'm just asking you to expect nothing. Have no expectations. Have neither good nor bad. Just resume a state of unknowing. Of like, I know nothing. I am a blank slate. I am fully open to what will be. That That is how we can witness the truth of all possibilities being open to us at any given time, no matter what we think is going to happen. And then the next goal also related, I don't know why I grouped a bunch of depression related ones in one area, but I did. So next tool is for depression and dread. The tool is what are you feeding into the mix? And by that, I mean like the confetti cake baking mix. (laughs) I want you to think quite literally um, about what you are putting. Let's say we're making a confetti cake. What are you putting into the mix in your day? What are you consuming and interacting with throughout your day? Are you ingesting tons and tons of negative news media? Are you mixing in a lot of apps that put your brain into an offsetting? Are you mixing in conversations with people that you don't relate to on any level that are all like super, super surface conversations? Are you mixing in one single room with no people and no outside environments? We are our mix. And if we are not varied and colorful enough, if we are not allowing outside influence constantly, if we are not expanding the range of those ingredients, we get small, limited, dysfunctional, blind. It it creates warped thinking just via the limited ingredients. So this is just a reminder Go somewhere new. Go lots of places that are new. Be outside. Be around people. Vary your baking mix and have things that are colorful and different because if not, you're just, it's so easy to just suddenly become like we're on the TV show Big Brother. (laughs) Like you're just in this little room. You don't even know what it, so Next tool is a journal exercise. Before I go into this next tool, I just wanted to do a little quick recap of what I call my the lily pad exercise. I think I have a a whole podcast episode that's all about it, but I'm going to refer to it in the tools. So I just wanted to give you a little summary. So the lily pad exercise, I think of our identities, a healthy identity as as being like a little pond. And that pond has, it's covered with lily pads and those lily pads allow for the ecosystem of the pond to be healthy, diverse, and thriving. And if we have one of them taken away, let's say a relationship, it's a big, big lily pad that's taken away, we have to fill it up, cover up the ecosystem with more lily pads, more things to keep ourselves stable and thriving. So for example, I'm going to take on a new hobby. I'm going to take on, I'm going to grow the friendship lily pads, the the relationships I have with these friends. I'm going to expand those. I'm going to also double down on work. I'm going to make that lily pad bigger. That's the lily pad exercise. So in this tool, this is a journal exercise. It's called Let's Reset the Purity of Intention. I want you to quickly jot down all the projects 
or people or things in your life that you want to have represent the biggest lily pads in your life. And I don't mean that are currently. I mean, just like, let's reset them. Like, what's the higher, what should the hierarchy be? For me, it's my family, my creative projects, my directing career, my shows, this show, for example, and then friendship, uh, exercise, all those things. Like, all of these are going to have their, their different scale. I just want you to be able to, to check up on them and know that. Know that that is your hierarchy and be totally behind that hierarchy. Be totally behind those goals. And this is not about thinking about the how. It's not about solving like, well, but I have to do this other job though. It's like 12 hours a week. Don't worry about the how. It's just about knowing uh, where your heart is. This is just about love. Like where does your love go in your life? And once you know that, you'll find that your energy, it's like the more we tell ourselves that, the more we are reiterating that to ourselves, the more you'll start to notice your energy flowing to the right places. Like we start to let the rest go as long as we know what's more important. Like it's a very different energy than kind of happily resting in the unconscious state of checking all the boxes. And to be clear, the checking of the boxes is so addictive. It is like its own drug. Which brings me to the next tool, the battle with the brain current. Um, So I literally think of it as like battling this seduction of routine and the default mode network in your brain. Like the path of least resistance is what your brain craves. And so especially if you are doing a lot of shit having you have a lot of jobs you have a lot of things you have to do like your brain just wants to fucking shut off like at the end of a day you're like I don't even care I'll just yeah let me order the I don't yeah so if you are in that state we have to quite literally battle like pull our brain and our focus to get out of the numb matrix of what will control us And so you can feel your own eyeballs like being drawn into that unconscious state. So I just want you to start to recognize, I'm putting a little post-it note on your life, in your brain. I just want you to start to to recognize it as that pull is happening and remind yourself physically, I have to fight against this current with all the energy I can muster. Because it's a current. Because in the moment, like for example, it is so hard to sit yourself down to do creative writing. If that is all coming from you, it is such pure energy that is, it, it takes so much out of you that you have to like push yourself into the state to do the thing. It doesn't mean you don't want to do the thing. It just means that it's very intense energy draw to do the thing so in the moment your brain just wants to go like I want to go night night and just like get in the app and do the thing like shopping on a whatever scrolling in that moment you want I want you to notice I have to battle this current and force myself to do the thing I actually really really want to do and that's how it is that's normal that's how it should feel that because the thing that you want to do requires strength and focus And it's because that thing is novel. 
and it's creative. It requires energy and strength and focus. But your your body doesn't naturally flow toward it. It just feels hard. It feels like there's resistance around it because it's fucking hard. So just in that moment, I'm battling my own offsetting. No, turn back on. That's what that's what it feels like for me anyway. All right, next tool. <laughs> I'm uh, uh, going ironically to TikTok for this tool. I'm all turn off TikTok. Also, this is a TikTok tool. This is a trend on TikTok. Do less stuff. I know that that is a crazy thing to say, but do less stuff. I think there's like, I don't know, maybe our generation is like, I'm going to, I'm going to fucking do everything generation, but like a lot of other generations didn't do as much stuff. (laughs) Like, I think we are so scattered because of all the stuff we try and do. And it's like your life amounts to you know, a broken mirror of an experience. It's like we're half emotionally enjoying, you know, all of these half successful attempts at all of these thousands of things versus a feeling of substantial and savored emphasis on the four things, you know? I feel like there are all these documentaries about artists or about um, innovators or people who have accomplished great things. And the one thing I, I, that stands out to me about a lot of them is they had the, the single vision of the thing they wanted to do. And a lot of the time, like life, you know, went through an, a series of ups and downs around that vision where you had no friends or you were not popular or your financial, your financial picture was suffering or, you know, culture decided that thing wasn't right anymore. And it's like all of that stuff happened around the person's singular vision. And I'm not saying like, be that way and suffer for it. I'm just saying we can pare back a lot of what we decide to take on and maybe that's a better life experience than doing all the things everyone wants you to do. All right, next tool, dose some thank yous. If you are in a state of dread, hopelessness, negative rumination, all of that stuff. I think an instant kind of like happiness dose. Maybe I should have chosen a different word. Happiness. <laughs> Tic Tac? <laughs> I'm trying to think of things that aren't drug related. Anyway, happiness little uh, booster is to sprinkle in lots and lots of extra thank yous. Just give it a go throughout the day. You'll find that, or I find that it's like immediately like a, it, t- it almost tells your body and your brain like, oh, I'm in a happier mood than I thought I was. I'm a, I'm a nice person. Just like it's kind of like a little uh, a subtle trend shifter. All right, next tool, addicted to workahol. To quote Homer Simpson, we have to take note of how our lives are being fully saturated with work. And not just in like the literal hours that we are working, but also in identity and our the amount of our self-definition that is invested in that, how much we are putting into work. And I know that the system is the system. And one thing that I think we can do in the face of it is start to just re, re, I don't know, rewrite what we choose in this generation to be the new norm of work versus life balance 
And one major move we can make is just in that simple caring about work um, in the in our extracurricular hours. And like, and I mean, just like outside of work hours, like what can you do? I just am inviting you to, t- to make a concerted effort in the next few days. Just check in the moments you are starting to overinvest or overexert yourself outside of what you actually literally have to do. Try and pull back. Try and step out of the identity and not think in terms of like, this is my work self. Like, take it off and see who that other self is outside of it. It's just like a tiny adjustment in perspective, just a tiny bit of stepping back from that identity. Because I think when we start to go into that identity and we wear it all the time, it's like it starts to take on more meaning than it will at the end of your life. Like, it's because it's addictive, because we feel like, oh, yeah, I'm checking boxes. It feels like I want to do more of it in the moment. But if we re- think about that lily pad exercise, it's not truly all that is you. And so I would say it can, it can easily steal more time than it deserves and more of your identity than it deserves. Okay. Next tool, another journal exercise. This is called lily pad regeneration and refocusing. So knowing that we have a finite amount of focus in our lives and think of all the things that are changing in your life fast and that are kind of taking over your day throughout your week, I want you to uh, journal upon what could actually deserve more time and more focus and think of things in your life like seeds that lose their potency the longer they're neglected. So what we need to put focus on so that they can be larger lily pads and flourish. So this is just, I'm going to give you the prompts now. What in your life needs more literal hours before it dies? Like if, if we think about this as a seed, what in my current life needs more time energy on a day-to-day basis? Second prompt What am I doing so right in the way I have designed my life? And this is just to like hold on to, I think it's really helpful and healthy to do this type of journaling because we don't even notice that our efforts are very effective. Like you might even think like, I'm just a mess. I'm not even, my whole life is a mess. And then when you like sit down and think about it, like, oh, no, no. I made all these changes two years ago and now they're like active and they're working really well. So this is just that marking of time. Um, So yeah, mark a few things you're achieving, own them, recognize them so they can become more solidified. And I'm going to throw out mine. I'm, I'm a, I would call a, uh, I've gotten very good at balancing my time so that I have space and I've gotten very good at um, really prioritizing the like when I'm having it both ways in my mind like when I'm I'm doing two things at once I am able to stop and really just separate my focus to the thing that means more to me whereas before I'd be like you have I'm just gonna pretend I'm enjoying this thing and then just make shit happen for all of the things at once, if that makes any sense at all. Because all things, like all things, 
It's always a trade-off, but make the right trade-off. Be conscious in that trade-off. Um, okay, cool. And then uh, next tool is a mantra. I've talked about this in the past, but like I, I think of when we set goals or when we have aspirations, I want you to think of it as it's a point beyond the highest mountaintop that is in front of you. You can't even see it yet, but energetically, where we're headed is something that's even higher. It's past that, that I can't possibly imagine yet from where I am today. It's so great. It's, I can't even make the goal yet. And I just want you to imagine the energy of that goal. Maybe it's just a visualization more than anything. Imagine the point beyond the mountain that's ahead of us as a feeling of total enoughness of that space in our life like when I get there the feeling in my body will be total enoughness my life will feel completely enough and that what does that feel like in your body can you remember that feeling I think we have all we've all had that in our life at some point probably in childhood of safety of like that safety like think about like summer vacation vibes being a kid like I have the safety to do to play till the sun goes down that's the only thing I have to worry about is that it will be too dark to play that's what the kind of energy I want us to all have in our life experience the safety to to choose what you want in your day the safety to do whatever you want on a weekend day. The safety to say no to things that don't serve you. And what what would that look like? I mean, out, that'll come out of the feeling if you think about it. It's like knowing that feeling of like, I have enough. I have enough of everything. What The life will kind of color in around it. That's why I kind of like this idea of setting the goal of just the feeling. And... I think knowing that that's a goal, I want you to now come back to the context of the whole episode and just think about it. Like, what are my expectations of myself in this life, in this whole life experience? Are they humane? Like, does that expectation, does that that set of norms give space for existence? and play and a normal balanced life can you even imagine what your life would look like if you felt that way so I invite you to allow life to flow toward that goal the goal where safety exists energetically and where that is where opportunity flows like when we are comfortable in our own worth and completely feel enough that our life is enough that is where all the opportunity, all of the openness flows. So I hope all that helps. I hope this all resonated in some way. And I know, you know, so many of us are just overwhelmed. And I think a lot of that is just lack of balance, lack of meaning, a feeling of lack of safety, like we've, we have, we can't stop, you know, so in the face of that, 
let's just reset. Let's reset what we're asking of ourselves and how it has to be. That definition of how it has to be. So in closing, I wanted to thank all of my sponsors. Thank you so much for supporting the show. Anyone has the means, uh, donations really help. If you want to, you can go to yaywithme.com and click donate, or you can find me on Patreon. And if you don't have the means, I totally understand. Uh, You can share this with someone you think it could help, and that helps me as well. So in closing, your bar for your life and your focus in your life is everything just as your character is everything. So focus on that. Just focus on the simplest, just that. Like, am I, how can I affect my character, my focus? And let the rest go. Let, let what others might be thinking, uh, what others' expectations are, what you are not doing right, or all the things you miss, like let all of that go. And just really, if you, if you, are effective in just that area of strong character, strength of character, and being able to be deliberate and conscious in your focus, it, cha- it affects everything else. It's like, that's all that really matters. And my goal for you is to experience and cultivate that feeling of joy, comfort, enoughness in your life where you are living your life fully and that the actual experience of it out of a year will be rich and colorful and satisfying and full of confetti. (laughs) Um, So I send you my love and smile. the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.